0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. When was the last time on a normal, say, Tuesday afternoon? Nothing special's going on. Nothing big is happening. You're at work and you're tired. You are in school and teachers coming down hard on you. You're at home taking care of kids a regular Tuesday afternoon. And you said to yourself, what have I done today to glorify God? Have you ever asked that question of yourself? Not just a normal Tuesday, but ever. Have you ever simply inquired of yourself what you have done to glorify God today? I want to remind us today that this is what we do. I want you to think with me today about service and worship. And this morning we think about the glory we give God in the service that we do. There are people who have asked this particular question through the day, through the years. Why am I here Why am I here? I grew up in Florida. One of our elders had four daughters. And one year, the oldest of them left home and went to South America. And she was going to backpack the entire part of the coast of South America, as she said, for the purpose of finding herself and why she was here. So it is not odd that someone says that, because people do. So why are you here? I want you to think with me for a few minutes about the concept of service that gives glory to God. This passage said that we should present ourselves as a sacrifice. It is our job to give ourselves. God doesn't coerce us. He asks us to give ourselves. And therefore, in so doing, we in that giving of ourselves, presenting ourselves, we glorify God. Think how this concept develops. Number one, God has already established His glory. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. Day to day utters speech. Night to night reveals knowledge. There is no language or speech where their voice is not heard. Psalm 19 begins with those words. There is no place that lacks the glory of God. And when people take the time to notice the beauty of all that is around us, God is glorified. Now, admittedly, there are some who don't. But think about this for a minute. Those who look around and see the beauties of this planet, the beauties of space, they are still in awe. And they still appreciate the beauty. But they say, thank you, Mother Earth. You see, the creation causes people to give glory to someone And those who don't believe in God simply say, this is Mother Earth giving to us. They can't get away from the fact that the firmament shows the glory of God, even if they attribute it to someone else. God's glory has already been established There is no doubt. Number two, God wants us to give Him glory now. It's not enough simply to look at the heavens. He wants us to give Him glory now. Everything God has done for us is for the purpose that we might glorify him. 2 Thessalonians 1:11 and 12. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 12 where there Paul says, "Those of us who first trusted in him should be to the praise of his glory." In that passage of 2 Thessalonians, God, by what He has given us, by the calling that He has done for us, that we might glorify Him through Jesus Christ. He wants us to glorify Him, and He's done everything He can do to give us that opportunity, including, number two, the church. The church should glorify God. The church is the bride of Christ and as so glorifies Him. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 21. When Paul was taking the money for those who were in need in the famine in 2 Corinthians 8... And in verse number 23, he talked about those who were carrying the money with them, the Titus and the other brother, who were messengers of the church, the glory of God. We, as the church, glorify God. But here is his point. His glory has already been established. It has been since the beginning of time. And now in our time, he wants us individually to glorify him by our lives, presenting ourselves in sacrifice. And he wants us as individuals working together as his church... To glorify God? The question then needs to be asked. How do we do it? How do we glorify God with our lives? Well, I could get you to lunch very quickly by simply saying, with everything you do, have a good day. Oh, but... Let's take a little more time and think a little bit about particular ways that we can glorify God, some of which you may not have thought about. Here's one. We glorify God when we are convinced that he will keep his promises. Romans chapter 4, Paul deals with this topic. And he reminds us of the time when God came to Abram and Sarai and said, you in your old age are going to have a child. And the Bible says of Abram, he did not waver at the promise of God, but he glorified God. He was convinced that what he said he would do, he would do. Sarah wasn't convinced. She laughed. Abram was so convinced that he began to figure out ways that God was going to do it. He thought to himself, oh, I know how he's going to do it. My servant's son is going to be my son because that's how things work. God said, no, it's going to come from your body so he said, oh, I get it. And he and Sarah conspired together that by her handmaiden, Hagar, he would have a son. They did, but God said, no, from the both of you. Abram never wavered. He never thought that God would not fulfill his promise. He acted rashly trying to Take God's place of getting it done. But today, when we believe in God's promise, when we are convinced in ourselves that what God has said He's going to do, we are glorifying God. Are you convinced today? Are you convinced today that while you're going through the difficulties that your life has presented to you, that God has promised you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Do you believe that? Are you convinced of that? Do you know beyond shadow of doubt that God is going to take care of you? And when you get to the end of life, that there's something out there far better. Do you want to get to the point in life where you can say with Paul, I'd rather depart and be with Christ, which is far better? Do you want to get to that point? There are people who are there. Our own Hannah Gentry We'll turn 100 on Tuesday. We're honoring her this afternoon. I visited her this week, and that's what she said. I want to go. Why am I still here? If you are convinced that God's going to take care of you, no matter what happens, and there is something better on the other side, you are glorifying God. Number two, we glorify God when we receive each other. Romans 15 and verse 7, Paul writing said, As Christ has received us, so we receive him and glorify God. Through receiving each other, we are glorifying God. When we understand that every single person is made in the image of God, when I accept you for who you are, when I appreciate what you offer, and when I'm willing to be your brother, when we're willing to be brothers and sisters together, we are glorifying God. So when I reach out to a neighbor that is in trouble and in need, by receiving them and receiving their hurt, receiving their pain, or receiving their joy. When I reach out to one another, isn't Paul saying, by doing that, we are glorifying God? Today, if you are reaching out to this group, if you are attempting to connect with this family, then you are glorifying God. But if you act as though you don't need anybody else, you're not involved and not connected, then you're failing to glorify God in that way. Number three, we glorify God when we give. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, again, that money that was taken to the churches in need, the people in need. In verse 19, it says that when the money was taken to the churches, they were glorifying God. People who received that money glorified God because it came. Here's one of the biggest problems that local churches have as it relates to giving. Somehow or other, we can't get away from the idea that there's a budget and therefore I need to give to meet a budget. That's the side part. Giving begins with saying, I want to glorify God. And by giving... We glorify God. Oh, the side benefit is that bills get paid. But the real value of our giving is that I can glorify God. If you aren't giving to God, if you're not giving to God sacrificially, how can you say you are glorifying God through giving? That's the way that we give. That's what Paul was talking about. As that money was being sent around, they understood that God was being glorified. Number four. Philippians 1 in verse 11. The fruits of our righteousness glorify God. In other words, we glorify God when we do what's right. Doing what's right helps our brethren, doing what's right benefits the society. Doing what's right keeps the police from tracking me down. It keeps the IRS for coming on my back. Doing what's right keeps the teacher from sending you to the principal. Those are all true. But doing what's right glorifies God. Even if nobody sees it, if nobody knows this right thing that you have done, you have glorified God in doing it. We glorify God by being right. We glorify God when we transform ourselves into His glory. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, we are being transformed into that. God says we should transform ourselves into his glory. What does that mean? Well, do you ever see people who wear the same style of clothes as some famous actor? or a musician? You do, don't you? Because they are honoring them. What about your name? Was your name given to you specifically and on purpose to honor somebody? Maybe it's a family name and you're honoring a grandfather. Maybe it's just a really good friend. Don't we do that? That concept of honoring people by transforming ourselves to some degree to be like them. I'm going to follow this person. I want to do what they do. I want to live like they live. We are honoring them. How much more would that be true of God? So today, are you in the transformation process? Will you ask yourself on a normal Tuesday afternoon, am I more like God today through this transformation process? Finally, we honor and glorify God when we spread His name around. When we spread His name around, we are glorifying Him. Well, that's true in all kinds of situations in our normal lives. We spread around the information about the service at a particular store, and we say, oh, you ought to shop at that store because they are really good. Or we think about someone that gave us great service at a restaurant, and we say, oh you ought to go there because they'll take care of you or a particular television provider or a car or a car dealership we spread it around because we appreciate what they've done but we honor God as second corinthians says we are honoring god Through spreading his name. When we tell others who he is, we are honoring him. Maybe I don't know him, so I can't tell people about him if I don't know him. Maybe I don't really appreciate him. Well, I can't tell people about him if I don't appreciate him. Maybe I haven't committed to him like he's committed to me. And therefore, I don't talk about him. But we honor him when we spread around his name. You see, these are some ways every day that I can glorify God. And I would hope on that lazy Tuesday afternoon, then maybe you will say, am I glorifying God today? Because here are some ways that I can. In conclusion, we've already seen that God's glory has been established from the beginning of time. God's glory is expected. He wants us to glorify Him in our time But at the end of time, he will be glorified. Whether I choose to do it now or not, he will be glorified. Second Thessalonians, when he comes to be admired by all of his saints, oh, what a day that will be. When Jesus triumphantly came into the city of Jerusalem for the last time, riding on that donkey, as you remember, and all of the people were throwing down palm branches and they were screaming out, Hosanna to the God in the highest. And some people said, tell your disciples to hush. And he said in Luke 19.40, if they do not speak, these stones are going to cry out. Because when time finishes, all that will be left is an eternity of glorifying God. If I can't do it now, why should I expect that I will enjoy it then? If I won't do it now, why would I expect God would give me a chance to do it then? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Today, let us choose to glorify God with our whole life of service. And maybe this encourages us how we can do it and do it better. There's no better way to glorify God than to say, I'm willing to live for you. When you put on His Son in baptism, And he washes away your sins. He has done everything in the world that he could do to give us an opportunity to glorify him. If you've not done that, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting for? Or maybe you've been reminded to be a glory for God every day. I hope that encourages and help if we can help you with that.